Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today. Got a question. Have you ever raised livestock or, or farm animals? If so, you might have some insight into today's message that many of us, including me, don't really have. But I learned an interesting lesson just this week, an important lesson that drove home this passage to me a little bit more deeply. We're looking at some of the things Jesus said that have changed the world. And one of the things we want to see today, it, we're, it, we're seeing the things he said about himself here this week. And we're going to be in John chapter 10, where Jesus actually, two or three times, he uses metaphors to describe himself. Let's look at this one right off the bat here. John chapter 10, and we'll start with verse 7. Jesus said to them again, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he'll be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I've come that they might have life and have it abundantly. God often refers to his people as a flock of sheep. Of course, the devil has his goats. In the end, the, Jesus is going to separate the final judgment. He's going to separate the sheep from the goats. And the sheep will be on the left. The goats will be on the right. The sheep will ha have eternal glory, enter the joy of the master. The goats, they go into eternal destruction and misery and so forth. Jesus has a sheep. His sheep are to be a flock. We're to be together. We are, and one thing about sheep, they are to be protected by the shepherd. Now at night, that's, this is what Jesus was referring to, they would go sleep in the sheep pen, and this would keep them safe from predators. And uh, that what would happen, there'd be a gate into the sheep pen, and usually the shepherd or a gatekeeper, if the shepherd was somewhere else, someone would sleep at the entrance to the sheep pen to protect the sheep from the predators, from the wolves who would come. And Jesus referred to these as who would be uh, robbers, thieves, and, and those who want to steal, kill, and destroy. They're after the sheep. Folks, there's someone after the sheep. There are th what Jesus called thieves, robbers, killers, who want to destroy the flock of God. They are after the sheep. That means if you're a believer, it's after you. He's after your church. There's someone, there's an evil being out there. He's the devil, and he's got his demons who follow him that are wanting to destroy the flock of God. And Jesus is the one who protects us. He lets us in through the door, and he guards the door so no one else can come in, and then he protects us from that. Now, it's important that door be guarded. I said I've learned something here. Our, um, you know, we can read this and we can just kind of read it uh, as, as an interesting little story and not realize the emotion, the pain, the suffering, the loss, the damage that's done if the shepherd isn't guarding the sheep. My grandchildren, my, my, my son and his wife and one of my sons and his wife and, and grandchildren have, they bought some chickens and they've begun to raise chickens and they've had them, I don't know, for two, three months or so, they're starting to get a little bit bigger. They've got, they bought 10 chickens and they're housing them in their garage. And they've got a little pen for them there, a little, I don't know what you call it, you know, a little, 
wood shavings and so on and the lights and the place for them to stay. And uh, and they, they live out in a little bit in a rural area, and so they protect, they've been protecting their chickens and keeping an eye on them because they know there's animals out there that would like to eat them. And so they, they've been diligent except for one night. Evidently, they lacked the diligence. They were a little bit negligent, and sure enough, a raccoon got in there and killed all the chickens and ate one of them. Well, it's devastating to those kids, as you might imagine, those grandkids. This was, I mean, that was devastating. I don't know. It was, it was hurtful. It was painful. It was sad. And it drove home to me because I'd held those little chickens, too, and they were so cute. This is a cruel world. Never stop to remember that. There's a cruel world out there. We live in a fallen world. Now, I know those raccoons are bad chicken eaters. And there were other coyotes and there were other animals that they had to protect them from. But you and I never stop realizing that we live in a world with bad people. It's easy for me to lose sight of this because by and large, a blessing in my life is I've hung around mostly good people. Oh, I know I'm out on campus a lot during the day and there's a lot of bad people who hate God and, and flaunt their sin and, and, and have filthy mouths and, and, and bitter hearts and I experienced that. But by and large, the people I'm really associated with and close with, God has blessed me and given me good people to be around, Christian people, people who are kind and good and gracious, generous, faithful, who are loyal, who you can count on, who, who are they're, they're good people. And as I've sometimes said here in terms of my work environment, you know, I've been working uh, like 50 years as an adult, almost, almost 50 years, 45 years. I've never had a coworker that I've heard cuss. Can you imagine that? that I mean, that's what, what a, a bubble I have lived in if I'm not out evangelizing on the campus. And dare I say that sometimes we Christian leaders or Christian full-time workers, we can be in this where we're, the people we're around lots of times are good people. It's, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. I hope you're experiencing it too. I hope in your life there's good people around you. But the downside of that is sometimes we can lose sight of the fact there's bad people out there. There are thieves. There are robbers. There are murderers. There are people who want to lie to you, who want to take advantage of you, who find it easy to lie to you, easy to take advantage of you, who who have who'd have no conscience whatsoever about ripping you off and and so forth. You may see this, you know, like in in the in the obviously financial area, or some someone wants to rip you off. But do you realize? Never stop realizing that there's there's an evil spirit out there. There's a demonic spirit that wants to do more than take what you've got physically. He wants to take your soul. He wants to ruin you, destroy you. Just like that raccoon came in and ate those chickens and killed them all and ate one of them. You don't, you don't want that. You have better realize that we have an enemy. Jesus said in John 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Thieves are out there. He's referring to the devil. And the devil's people. He said, I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. Can I encourage you? Be, be on your guard. Now, I don't have the verse up for this, but I want to also say, I know there's a number of pastors who come on, on here regularly. 
and you listen to this this time and and good for you. I'm glad you're here and I hope you come regularly. In 1 Peter Peter's writing and he says this. He's writing to the elders. And he says, "Therefore I exhort the elders among you as your fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ and partaker of the glory that is to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God among you, exercising oversight not under compulsion, but voluntarily, according to the will of God, and not for sordid gain, nor as lording it over those allotted to your charge, but as proving to be an example to the flock. Jesus is when he he is the way into the kingdom. But now here on earth he has, shall we say, under shepherds. He has church leaders who are given to their they're here to be under shepherds. The chief shepherd is Jesus. The under-shepherds have the work to, that they've been entrusted to do by him. And can I urge you, shepherds, under-shepherds, brothers who have given, be given this responsibility of shepherding the flock of God, protect your flock. You've got to know them, first of all. You've got to know who they are. You've got to know what their, their challenges are. You've got to know what they're up against. You've got to know about their lives, I would say if you're a shepherd, let me encourage you times stop and visit in their homes. See what their home is like. See what their family is like. See what their life is like. We've talked here recently about how churches have, last Sunday we talked about how churches have gone from a smaller church in America where, where the pastor knew people, and he really did shepherd people. He really knew the flock. The flock knew him. He was there, and he saw the responsibility not just to teach on Sunday or to to put on a, a good event each week, but he saw the need to be involved in people's lives. A lot of the bigger churches, they put on a great event each Sunday. It can be very inspiring, very uplifting, very encouraging, very instructive, but do the leadership, are they able to shepherd your life? Do they know you? Are they there to protect you? You see, this is their sovereign responsibility from God to protect the, the, the flock of God, to shepherd the flock of God. A shepherd pa- protects his flock. A shepherd leads the flock and feeds them. This is the responsibility God has given to pastors now. And I encourage you, I hope that if you're a pastor, you're doing this. And if your church is too big for you to know everybody individually, I sure hope you have figured out a way to do more than just put on events and put on programs, but to really shepherd the people, to know the people, to love the people, to protect the people, to know when it is that they're discouraged, to know when it is that they're downcast, to know when it is that the, that the thief has got into the sheep pen and is causing some havoc, that you know them well enough that you don't just not even realize when they've been gone and missing for months, what happened to them? Oh, they got devastated. The the thief, the the robber thief or, or killer came in and got them, and we didn't even know it because we don't really know our sheep. See, this is one of the problems that we have with churches getting so big and, and with the online churches that people, you can go in, you can go out, and people don't even know it. What am I saying? Brothers, if you're a shepherd, know your flock. This is your responsibility. Know your flock, protect your flock, watch over your flock, Make sure that no thief or robber is getting in and and into your pen and eating up those, your, your sheep like that raccoon did or those chickens. 
and causing devastation that you may not even realize is going on, you got to know the flock. Amen? Father in heaven, I pray today and I thank you for your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, you're the door. You're the way in. You protect the sheep pen, but you're also the way in, and no one's going to get in through apart from you. And Jesus, we acknowledge today that we live in a world that there are bad people. And I want to thank you in so many of our lives, Lord, you protect us and you, you, you have given us good friends. But help us not forget there are bad people out there, people who mean to do harm to us, people who mean to do harm to your church, to your sheep, to your flock. And there's demonic evil spirits that mean to do harm. I pray, Jesus, I pray that you would help particularly the shepherds of the churches, the fathers in the homes, the the people who are entrusted with the responsibility of protecting those that you've allotted to their charge. And how we pray, Father, that you'd help our shepherds to be diligent, to be faithful, to know their flock, to care for them, to love them, to lay down their life for them. And I ask, Lord, you give strength and energy to our spiritual leaders, to our pastors. I know, Lord, this is a, it can be a 24-hour-a-day job, and it can be exhausting. And we want to encourage them. We want to support them. We want to get behind them, and, and we want to pray for them and uphold them in our prayers. We pray you'd give them strength to do the work you've called them to do. We pray for your church, Lord, your flock. That's your flock. These are your sheep. And how we pray the sheep in your, in your pen would have good pasture, would be healthy, protected from the enemy. We pray these things and ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, thanks for joining me today. We get in the Word of God here every single day. It's so rich. There's so much to learn. And you say, well, I've already heard that one. Well, you can always be reminded, right? We want to be inspired. We want God's Word to be taught and reinforced in our lives. That's why we come here and get in the Word every single day. I hope you'll join us. We're here at 8.30 a.m. live, or you can watch later in the day. That's fine. Or even listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. You can listen in the car. Sometimes I listen to podcasts while I mow the lawn now. You can listen. It's a great way to be encouraged and edified each day. God bless you. I love you. So glad to have you along. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.